time for your Saturday morning coffee with Reese Boyd. So wake me up when it's Reese Boyd is on right now. Talk 94.5. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another edition of Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour, 707 on your Saturday morning. Thanks for joining us here on this Saturday, October 14th. Thanks for waking up with Saturday Morning Coffee. I'm, of course, Reese Boyd, local attorney here in town with the firm of Davis and Boyd Attorneys at Law. Here to guide you on this little excursion into your uh, conservative broadcast experience for Saturday mornings here on 94.5. At Saturday Morning Coffee, we invite you to sit down, pour yourself a cup of your favorite coffee. Join us as we talk about the news, current events, everything happening in this oh-so-crazy broken world that we live in, folks. What a tough, tough week it has been here on planet Earth, folks. Really bad, really bad. So much to talk about here on Saturday Morning Coffee. A lot to get to here at Saturday Morning Coffee. We're, of course, all about uh, not slaughtering infants and uh, not raping women, not doing all the things that are happening in uh, Gaza right now or have been happening this week. We're, we're about, we aspire to a lot better, a lot more uh, than that, folks. We've got uh, so much to talk about this week. We're, of course, all about limited government, lower taxes, all the things that mean more freedom, more freedom for you, more freedom for me, more freedom for all of us who are we the people. We've got a, a country to save, folks, and it is in dire dire straits here this morning, this Saturday morning, here on Saturday Morning Coffee. But we'll unpack as much as we can in this hour of broadcast excellence, and we'll get on with the show. I'm joined, as always, by producer extraordinaire Dr. Glenn Dye. Dr. Dye, how are you doing this morning? Doing good. Uh, our world is in trouble, you know, not just our country. This is what's happened this past week. Reese is unforgivable and unforgettable it is truly unforgettable and unforgivable yet it's i'm reminded glenn of a quote by golda meyer she said once uh, we can forgive you for killing our children uh, golda meyer of course former uh prime prime minister of the state of israel she said we can forgive you for killing our children but we can never forgive you for making us kill your children right and I think that quote says a lot, a lot it of sure profound, yeah. a lot of profound thought uh, in that short sentence. But yeah, it's just been unbelievable, Glenn. Such a tough, tough week. It's almost hard to talk about it. It really is. It was uh, yesterday on the Liz Show. We were talking about it. They caught some flack uh, for talking about it. Apparently, not a lot, but there were a few people who texted in with with ugly comments about you know defending the Jews and uh, what shameful, shameful. Just so foul that even the thought is offensive. Well, and I found out that there's a lot more people that are against Israel in this country than I ever thought before. You know, well, and I understand it's not against Israel, but it is. Is that informed? What What is driving that? Um, propaganda. I mean, the fact that somebody said that the baby killings was untrue and that was just Israel's propaganda. Um, plenty of documentation that shows that yeah. lots of babies were beheaded. The Hamas and their affiliates broadcast these videos on their social media. Yeah. I heard a story. One one of the women that was interviewed, uh, Glenn, was a victim. And her child was a young man in the, I believe he might have been in the armed forces or he might have been a, just a student. But he was one of the Israelis kidnapped 
during the terrorist onslaught on Saturday, a week ago today. Hard to believe. Uh, we didn't. We had not. You know, but his uh, her son was kidnapped, and they took his cell phone, and they tortured him. It re- repeatedly did awful, unspeakable things to him, and they filmed it with his cell phone. And of course, the cell phone had all the family members' information programmed into it. Filmed all of that with his cell phone and then texted that video to the mother. Literally, can you imagine a mother receiving a text on your cell phone? It's a text from your son who has been taken captive, and the text contains a video taken by your son's captors, of your, and you watch your son die. How depraved. It's just, it's depraved on a level that you can't even fathom. I can't even get my head around it. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's like I told Liz yesterday, Tuesday, Wednesday of this week, I was so taken by the stories that were coming out of Gaza, that were coming out of Israel, and the the testimonies that were happening, I, I found it hard to function. Yeah, I literally found it hard to focus on other things because they all seem so trivial when people on, yeah. the, on somewhere on planet Earth. It doesn't have to be in your backyard, but just people, human beings, being subjected to that kind of treatment. Yep, it's shocking. It's it, just it's, shocking. It's and, bar, it's barbaric, and um, you know, Reese. Quite honestly, we'll see how this war goes, but um, the Bible says what will happen. You know, yeah, Israel ne- will never fall. And and for these people who want to write this off as Israeli propaganda, Glenn, are these the same people who want to deny the Holocaust? Oh, abs- I'm, I would think so. I would think so. I can't imagine how could there be more evidence that the Holocaust happened than, you know, I, I don't know if you've ever been to the Holocaust Museum. I have not. But in, in Washington, D.C., it is definitely worth the trip. It yep. is. And it's like... We were discussing uh, yesterday. You don't have to, uh, you know, you don't have to embrace uh, Jewish theology to feel empathy for. They're human beings. Right. They're fellow human beings. They are, you know, and we and we are closely related. They they don't call the society that we have built, the civilization uh, that we have created, tried to create. We're trying to preserve it. I'm not sure how much creation we've done. We're many of us trying to defend it, preserve it. But the Judea, we don't call it the Judeo-Christian heritage for nothing. Um, we have walked arm in arm. I'm speaking as Christians. We have walked. We have walked arm in arm with our Jewish brethren, building this society. There's a reason they call it the Judeo-Christian heritage, the Judeo-Christian uh, civilization. Uh, because it was largely God working through His original people, the Hebrews, mm-hmm. and then. As we all know, how uh, through Christ the door the door swung open and opened the door to the Gentiles, and many of us came into the faith through Christ. But and all that goes to say that we are we are we're much more in common than we have to argue about, you know. And yeah. and so, uh, but how anybody? I don't care what the, what you believe has nothing to do with it. What why any person could look at what's happening. The, the the loads of objective evidence that we have that it's actually happening it's not propaganda no, no how anybody could look at that and say anything then feel anything other than deep shock no. and agony for these people is is beyond me and to leave holy cow you know take the flag down get out of our 
government. Yeah. I mean, it is showing. That's what I'm. I'm surprised at how much we're seeing people show their true faces, and I didn't realize it really existed at, on that level in this country. Yeah. But it is here, and more than likely, there's a lot worse in our country because of the open southern border. Yeah. There, there's a. We want to talk about that today. A lot to talk about. It is a threat. There. There's so many levels at which you can look at this, Glenn, and feel there is nothing more important going on right now on this planet than what's happening in Israel, what's happening in Gaza, and how we respond to it. Yeah. And I think, the, of course, the, the Biden administration, the big guy, has been so feckless, mm-hmm. as we would have expected. You know, when all of this broke, he was at a barbecue. He had a barbecue. Yep. And I'm thinking to myself, I remember when bad things would happen. I think we've talked about this before. Ronald Reagan would come on, address the nation on television, and comfort the people right. and give leadership, give wisdom, give guidance to the he people. He doesn't have any of that. This guy doesn't have any of that. Mm-mm. So all that, a lot to talk about today. We, we'll, we'll spend a little more time unpacking that after, uh, after the break. But we've got a lot more to talk about as well. We've got Ken Richardson, candidate for uh, mayor of Conway, going to be joining us here on the program this morning to talk about his race, which is coming up on November 7th. Uh, at the polls. And we're also going to be joined by some cast members, a cast member, uh, on the uh, the um, uh, production of Les Miserables, which is coming up here locally here in Myrtle Beach shortly. So we've got some fun things to talk about, a lot more to cover here on Saturday Morning Coffee. Stick with us. We'll be right back after these words from our sponsors. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Do not leave town. Sooner than the dogs could bark. Faster than the sun rose. Down to the banks on an old Out of the shadows Bound for the gallows A dead man walking To love came calling Rise up Rise up Rise up Rise up Six feet Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Thanks for joining us here on the big show. So, Glenn, what is the uh, coffee du jour this morning? What are you drinking? Hey, it's uh, Pete's. Pete's? Yeah, I like Pete's. We need to give away some more of our favorite One Nation coffees. As a matter of fact, Glenn, let's go ahead and do that now because if I don't, I'll forget. But, yeah. you know, we've been uh, we've been that. talking about One Nation coffee here on the program for many months. I got another box in from the supplier at the office, if folks want some One Nation coffee, just send us a, an email to reeseboydsmc at gmail.com, reeseboydsmc at gmail.com. Tell us you want some of that fine One Nation coffee that we drink here on the program, and I'll be glad to uh, take that email, put it in the, uh, the prize drawing box, and you'll be entered to win a future giveaway of One Nation coffee here on Saturday morning coffee folks it really is great stuff and a portion of the proceeds go to benefit uh, veterans and first responders through the one nation foundation if you want to find them online you can find them at onenationcoffee.com and use the promo code saturday morning coffee you'll get a discount 10 percent discount whoo 10 percent discount just for listening to saturday morning coffee and i apologize for not having their coffee in my cup this morning but oh it's um, good if you're out i'll bring you some i'll bring you some it's if you haven't tried the uh, i love the revelry and I also love the mother of all blends. Mm-hmm. Got some great stuff at One Nation Coffee, folks, so I encourage you to check them out. It is uh, great stuff. So one of the things we were talking about, Glenn, before the break is this whole, this troubling response to 
uh, the episode that we've seen unfold this week in the Middle East, in Egypt, in Gaza, and how some of the some of the responses have been less than sympathetic <laughs> to our friends in Israel. And I thought to myself, how can you look at this and and view it as any other anything other than what it is? It's how can disgusting. there be how can there be a lack of moral clarity on this? And I was talking to a, a friend of mine. We were debating it, not not really debating it. But we were just discussing it. You know, and you see some of these protests, Glenn, where there are people who are on a different day. They would be protesting, you know, transgender uh, regulations, uh, these, you know, efforts to to restrict uh, genital mutilation of minors, mm-hmm. just to take one example. And they would be protesting that. Now they're protesting in favor of Hamas, in favor of terrorists. I mean, let's call them what they are. Hamas is a terrorist organization. And the insinuation is that there's, they're somehow brothers in arms. And you want to look at those folks and you want to say, look, if, you are, if you're homosexual, if you're transgender, if you're any of those things and you're uh, living in a political regime where the world is run by people like Hamas, mm-hmm. you'd, be, you'd be dead. Yeah, They don't tolerate that. So you're, right. you're, you're, it's really hard to figure out some of the, the bedfellows that the response to this this horrible sequence of events we've seen this week has generated, and some of them, it's why it's why I asked you earlier, what do you think is driving it? It's not, it's not the merits. It's not the real moral uh, convictions of rational people, in my opinion. It's it's propaganda. It's people being manipulated by those influencers, who and who knows what their motivations are. I don't know if it's money. It's like you were asking about Rashida Tlaib. You know, and but there's at least three levels to this that I was thinking about, Glenn. The first is just a basic, just a basic moral level. How can you look? I mean, there were as we've already had the the um, the episode, the anecdote that I shared about the the woman, the mother in Israel who received the text from the Hamas captor who had tortured and killed her son on camera and sent her a video of it. Right. We've had instances where um, women, wives, girlfriends have been kidnapped raped in the presence of their husbands or boyfriends and their bodies dragged through the streets. We've had the State Department spokesman referenced rooms that were uncovered with babies' bodies that were bullet-ridden. I mean, the bullet-ridden bodies of babies? Are you kidding me? We had stories of elderly people, a woman who was a Holocaust survivor that was kidnapped and killed. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if she specifically was killed, but she was kidnapped and taken to Gaza. How many awful morally bankrupt just heinously evil things do you have to say before this do you have to see before you say this is bad look Um, at some of the protesters though they said i heard her say we are palestinian we are all hamas so they are in they are basically embracing hamas and what has happened in israel and basically saying that israel they feel Force them into this. They feel solidarity. And, you know, and, and so let's look at that. If it's a, okay, let's just take for a moment that argument. Let's say it's a battle for land that Israel has wrongfully taken. How do civilized cultures fight over land? I hate to put it in those terms. But you raise up an army, you raise up some kind of meaningful resistance, and you, you fight the battle on the battlefield. You don't, uh, you don't sneak into another territory uh, under cover of darkness and kill women and children and babies. And it's it's just not, there's no moral foundation for what has happened in Gaza this week. There's no basis 
for it. There's no way it can be justified. There is no theory of any sort of moral justice that justifies what Hamas has done. None. There, there is none. Because if you can justify what Hamas has done in Israel this week, you can justify anything. Yeah. There is just, there is no justification for it. And and the other thing I thought about is it's, it's, it's basically, it, it's just evil. It is pure evil. It is terrorism defined. It is, it is a casebook example of how you fight a battle. You fight a political battle in an unjust way and in, in a morally reprehensible way, in an evil manner. But there's also a, a theological angle to it. I was talking, as I said, with, with several people this week, and we were discussing there are people who say this isn't really our fight, that they take kind of the same argument that we take with Ukraine. And I said, you know, the, the battle is our battle because there's a theological angle to this. And we were talking a little bit earlier about the common heritage that we share with God's people. You know, one of the things that the Bible says is that the final battle— the, the world will not end in America. The final battle is not going to be fought on American soil. The final battle is going to be fought in Israel. Right. And we have to remember, again, the, the, the common heritage that we share. Jesus was a Jew. Mm-hmm. There, you know, Absolutely. when Jesus was walking the streets of Jerusalem, there was no such thing really as Christianity. Right. Christianity arose after his death and his resurrection, and the church sprang up after him. But in Jesus' day, he was a Jew. And and when Jesus returns, he's coming back to Jerusalem. Yeah. And he's going to destroy the enemies with his breath. Yeah. Is what, if I remember correctly, those were the words in the Bible. And the Bible says, when you touch Israel, you touch me. Yeah. And the Bible also says, if you curse Israel, I will curse you. And if you defend Israel, I will bless you. So there are there are clear theological connections, directives to uh, the Christian world, that Israel is our part of our protectorate. It's mm-hmm. our job to protect Israel. They're our best ally. Yeah. <laughs> and and the other thing I thought about, there is really, if you want to talk about an argument for a sovereign God who rules over the affairs of men and nations, there is no better argument than the Hebrew people. I mean, think about that for a second. Think about, you know, and what we just said, if you curse Israel, I will curse you. If you defend Israel, I will bless you. Think about, let I me mean, just take one example, the example we all think about often first. Think about Hitler, Glenn. Yeah. Hitler tried to kill all the Jews. Yeah. How did it work out for Hitler? I think it's fair to say he was cursed. Interestingly enough, his life also ended in a tunnel. Think about that. <laughs> a lot of people, the cockroaches, right. scurrying to the tunnels now, in Gaza, mm-hmm. Hitler's life also ended very uh, in ungloriously in a tunnel, in a bunker, uh, deep underground, where he uh, where he shot himself. But you know, the, the, if you look at the history of the Hebrew people and how many people, I mean, the Hebrew people go back to the several three thousand years. Go back to when the Hebrew people was just coming uh, into its own. Look at other peoples that were on the planet uh, at the time. I always look at the example of the Phoenicians. You know, how many times have you read about the Phoenicians in the paper lately? You don't hear about the Phoenicians anymore. They were, they were on the planet at about the same time that the Hebrews came uh, into being. They were equal, relatively equal in number. You don't hear anything about the Phoenicians. The point being is that many people over history have tried to destroy the nation of Israel, destroy God's people, destroy the Hebrew people, and yet they are here today, and they're continuing 
They have continued to thrive despite many efforts by many people to exterminate them. Right. You know, and, and the other thing I would say is you've got, there's a third angle to that is it's just, it's just basic moral judgment that this is evil and evil must be confronted. Then there's the theological angle. And then the third piece of it, Glenn, is that this is a very real threat to us. Absolutely. And we'll get to that a little bit more. So that's the that's the third argument, I think, to, to, to take to those people who say that this doesn't really matter. But we'll get to that right after the break. Stick with us, folks. We'll be right back with more Saturday morning coffee. I'm Reese Boyd. That's Glenn Dye. Don't leave town. Yeah, I'm the one who dug this grave. But you called my name. You called my name. I thought that I was too far gone. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour. Little Indigo Girls for you on your Saturday morning. Glenn, I don't know if you intended it, but that's an apropos uh, musical selection yeah, for the moment. Uh-huh. I, I land, int- of, land of Canaan? I intend things. Yeah, I thought you might. I thought you might. I'm not your promised land. You know, we were talking about what's going on in Israel just before the break and wanted to wrap up with a couple of uh, finishing thoughts, folks. There is just people out there uh, protesting on behalf of terrorism i'm not sure how you justify that but there are they are out there we had some we had some negative comments uh, on the text line at the radio station this week and some of you may not agree with what i'm saying now i don't understand how you get there but at least for the moment it's a free country and you're entitled to your opinion but i don't see we're getting close to the line glenn i don't know how you justify some of the things that some people are saying and we've got the three arguments that i thought about when we were discussing it First, it's just the basic moral judgment that how can you justify the mass killing of infants? How can you justify killing the elderly? How can you justify any of hundreds of things? And I think what we have seen is just the tip of the iceberg because I think the the mass media is now somewhat suppressing the story in a way. Yeah. It's like it's uh, not not being reported. I think it's, it's almost like they're trying to downplay it a little bit. Well, if you look at today's religion, it's yeah. changed since yeah. your grandparents, your parents, Went to church and and, oh, yeah. and religion was very prominent in their life. Today's youth is growing up non-religious, and therefore the people that are religious and that believe in God, Jesus, the Bible, are dying off. And what are we going to be left with? Um, you know? there's there's still some youth that are out there that are doing great things at Myrtle Beach Christian oh, Center. Yeah. You know, I'm not putting everybody down, but goodness gracious, we have just lost God and Jesus in our daily lives here in the United States. I think that's a, a key point we were talking about. Just morally, it's bad. Theologically, and, and like you said, I think a lot of people don't understand the Jude, Jude, Judeo-Christian 
heritage. They don't stand the, the they don't understand the theological angle because they're not getting. And then there's the third angle, uh, Glenn, that is very concerning, and that's just it's a practical it's a practical threat to the U.S. Absolutely, because as we all know, we've had an open border in this country for several years now. And at least since Biden was in the office, it's been it's been an open border. And now we've got a situation where we don't know who's in the country. We don't know who's right. in here. And we've got people who more than likely mean us harm. They're here. We probably have sleeper cells that we're not even aware of. And th- the other thing that we haven't even talked about is it was such a huge intelligence failure yeah. on Saturday. Yeah. Glenn, that none of this was in none of this was foreseen. None of this was caught. It appears that the Israeli intelligence and the CIA were caught completely uh, off guard, which is which is really inexcusable. But we're in a point now where we have to secure the border. If the government cannot secure the border, I, there's nothing else that matters, uh, and, Glenn. It may be too late. It you may know, be. Yeah. We've, we, you we're, figured they called for worldwide jihad on Friday the yeah, 13th, right? worldwide. Okay, not, so we've, we've upped all the police officers in every state, country, I mean, state and city around yes. the United States in— in preparation for something that might happen today, honestly, myself, I don't think anything is going to happen on Friday. Yeah. Um, but but New York is on high alert. Right. Airports are on high alert. And, and you would think it would be when they're not on high alert that yeah. we would have a terrorist attack. But the point being, this is no longer people say, well, this is about territory. This is not about territory. Mm-mm. It's not about land that Israel took. It's not about the occupied territories. It's not about the West Bank. It's not about Gaza. They were interviewing. There was a tape, and the audio quality is not great, but I'll play this for you real quick. This is one of the leaders of Hamas. And if you don't think the fight is coming to us, folks, listen what one of this was one of the leaders of Hamas this week after the, uh, after the incident, and listen to what he had to say about what Hamas's objectives are. We speak about the army of Jerusalem and the battle of the promise of the hereafter. That's a translation. We're not talking about liberating our land alone, but we believe in what our prophet Muhammad said. Allah drew the ends of the world near one another for my sake, and I have seen its eastern and western ends. The dominion of my nation would reach those ends that have been drawn near me. The entire 510 million square kilometers of planet Earth will come under a system where there is no injustice, no oppression, no treachery, no Zionism, no treacherous Christianity. So, treacherous Christianity. Yeah, no treacherous Christianity, folks. So it's coming to us. We're at a point now where, to you, the point we were talking about earlier, Glenn, about the folks in Congress, like Ilhan Omar, yeah. uh, Rashida Tlaib, when the fight comes to America, when the fight comes to American soil, as I fear it will, what will they say? Will they continue to stand in the halls of Congress? Will they continue to stand in the well of the House and to defend the indefensible? And if they do, how is that not treason? If, yeah. you, if, you, if, you have, if we have attacks being undertaken against Americans on American soil and you defend those terrorists who are attacking America on American soil, how is that not terrorism? Yeah, I mean, how, excuse me. How is that not treason? What is it? Uh, if you comfort and aid and comfort, aid and comfort. Now, Section three, wouldn't Fourteenth Amendment. Wouldn't comfort come under your words? I think so. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just it's an incredibly, incredibly sad week. It's been very hard to figure out, but we still know, Glenn. I always take comfort. We serve a sovereign God, and He is in charge of the affairs of men and nation, and He knows. The book has already been written. Yep. And we know how this plays out, but we have to stand, in my humble opinion, we have to stand by our brothers and sisters in Israel who are 
undeniably the victims in this situation. Now, in the Bible, you know more about it than I do. My mom and my sister do as well. But it, it, where he says uh, that Jesus will, the Lord will basically destroy the enemy with his breath. And then isn't he would rule Jerusalem for a thousand, a thousand years? years? Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Wow, I'm better at that than I thought You're I better would. than you yeah. thought. Yeah. So right now, folks, we have got a real treat. We're going to switch gears. We are going to downshift. I thought we were going to be joined by the uh, one of the candidates for the mayor of Conway today, but he uh, texted in. He is not able to make it. So we are switching gears. We are really going to downshift. I want to tell you guys about a great opportunity for you to participate in an unforgettable theatrical experience. The Myrtle Beach Area Children's Theater is thrilled to present one of the greatest musicals of all time. I'm going to try my French out here. You know where I'm going. <laughs> you did a better job. Les Miserables. Les Miserables. And at the Broadway Theater, uh, which is uh, just right around the corner from the station, at Broadway at the beach. And it's going to be um, for one weekend only, Friday through Sunday. It's coming up October 27th through the 29th. Talented students from Pauley's Island to North Carolina will bring this timeless classic to life. It's a show you won't want to miss. You can secure your tickets right now by checking out the uh, website at MyrtleBeachAct.com. That's MyrtleBeachAct.com, and you can purchase your tickets there. And it is, uh, it's coming up, again, Friday, October 27th at 7 p.m. Saturday, October 28th, shows at 3 p.m. and 7 p.m. And Sunday, October 29th, final show on Sunday night at 7 p.m. And we are joined by delightful young lady here in the studio. She's a senior in high school, Alyssa. Olivia. Olivia. I'm sorry, Olivia. <laughs> it's I, okay. I misspoke. I, I, but you, Olivia, play, you play the role of Cassette yes. in Les Mis. And that's the daughter of Jean Valjean. And she's like, kind of like just the hope in the show. Yeah. That there's still good in the world and that you can still show love and compassion for others. Yeah. So how long have you been involved in theater? I've been doing theater since I was four years old. Wow. It's just always been something that makes me really happy and I enjoy. Do you uh, do you find Les Mis kind of how would you rate it to some other things? What what would been great about it? Um, this show has really like challenged me. I'm not usually a soprano, so I have to tr- branch out and sing some higher notes than I usually do. And yeah. it has a lot more singing, and it's more of a serious show compared to what we usually do. We usually do like comedies and stuff, and it's really challenging everyone to just dive deeper into our emotions and really like portray these characters yeah so for folks who may not be familiar of course Les Mis ran on Broadway for years yeah it's still like, running in the West End in London yeah I mean, literally I think it ran for decades mm-hmm. I'm not even sure how many years yeah. uh, but tell folks what's the story about what's the historical setting for Les Miserables so it's set in 1832 so uh-huh. like right after the French Revolution and it's kind of about how like there's these students and they're fighting in the barricade for a better life for everyone and it's really a show about showing compassion and love for others and just really coming together to see like god and like loving each other and just making life better for everyone and obviously your character cassette she's the heroine of the story yes Mm, kind of kind of (laughs) i guess kind of more like an ingenue I'm just kind of there to be pretty. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you can probably pull that off. Um, How long was practice? How long did you all prepare for this show? So we've been preparing for like the last month. So this whole process was about two months. But we meet every week on Tuesdays and Thursdays for two hours. But this weekend we're meeting for like 12 hours, I think. And we've had weeks where we have to meet 12 hours, some 
18 hours wow. and just putting a ton of work in at home so that when we come and all meet together, it just flows really <laughs> it well. Should, it sounds like it should run more than one weekend. Yeah, I would think, <laughs> what do you think? I would think more than more than a couple of shows might yeah. be useful. It's a musical. Yes. Do you want to sing a bar or two for us? Um, <laughs> Okay. Uh, it's up to you. You can do it if you want to do it. If you want to try it, it's it's difficult because most of the stuff put, I sing. I'm sorry, it's I should okay. not have put you on the it's spot. It's just we I sing not, a lot of duets, and yeah, like we it, did not it talk kind of is reliant that. on we the other person. Yeah, we did not talk about that. So okay, um, how much are tickets? Do you know? I don't. I didn't even check and see how much the tickets are. Do you have any idea? Uh, boy, I'm asking. I'm I'm doing a bad yeah. job as the host. No, I'm no, asking no, you no. questions. Okay. So let me ask you this question: How many kids are in the cast? Uh, around 30. 30, but, wow. But we also have this thing called All-Stars, and it's some of the younger kids, so uh-huh. the kids who aren't in Step Up, which is our most elite group that we have, like our oldest, most talented, not hardest working. Yeah. And then we have younger kids called the All-Stars. We have about 20 of them, I think, who are also joining us for some of the numbers of the show. So the whole cast is about like 50 people. Wow. Well, that's yeah. good. And the Broadway Theater, that's a nice venue. Yes, lot, it's very A lot nice. of comfortable seating. Yes. Yeah, yeah, it's a great venue. So good. And uh, so, again, it's coming up October 27th, several shows over the weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And folks can get tickets at the uh, MyrtleBeachAct.com website. The performance dates, again, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, October 27, 28, and 29. You've got four shows, MyrtleBeachAct.com. And, by the way, there are some tickets that are going to be given away here on the radio station so if folks will stay tuned in to WTKN, there's going to be some tickets uh, given away over the over the if year. If you'd like here. to get your tickets today, it's twenty fifty. That's what I see. Twenty fifty. Yeah, actually, twenty dollars fifty cents to twenty dollars and fifty cents, and that includes your fees. Good. So, Very good. <laughs> that's Very what good. it says on the website. So awesome. Well, listen. Thank you so much. Any any other parting words you want to share with us? Um, just come see Les Mis. We're all super excited and can't wait to perform. Well, I am so excited. I think it's going to be a great uh, event. And Olivia, thank you so much for joining us. And we will uh, we'll see you on the stage. Thank you for having me. Yes, ma'am. Take care. <laughs> Folks, uh, we'll be right back with uh, more Saturday morning coffee parting wisdom segment. I'm Reese Boyd. Do not leave town. We'll be right back. Good morning, everybody. Welcome back to Saturday Morning Coffee. I want to thank uh, Olivia for joining us from the cast of Les Mis. Coming up on October 27th, you can uh, remember to get those tickets and uh, join us for a great production of Les Mis right here in Myrtle Beach at the Broadway Theater. About 50 youth going to be entertaining, and I'm sure uh, it will be a night well spent and uh, well worth your time. There's another theatrical engagement that I wanted to bring everybody's attention to, Glenn. It's October 16, which is coming up just this Monday. It's a special theatrical event at the Asher Theater here in Myrtle Beach to benefit the O'Ree County Republican Party. And if you want your tickets, of course, the Asher Theater is over at 3237 Waccamaw Boulevard. That's the old Waccamaw Pottery 
complex right there on 501 just before you cross the uh, bridge over the Intracoastal coming into Myrtle Beach. Tickets are $40 per person, but it's going to be a great evening of entertainment with James Stevens and uh, Frank Fiorella. And it will be just a lot of fun. And if you want tickets, feel free to call uh, 860-883-8627 or feel free to call me personally. You can reach me at the office, 843-839-9800. If I'm not in, leave me a voicemail and it will come to me. But it's a great evening of fun, family-friendly entertainment at the Asher Theater. Hope you guys will uh, come join us. That's just coming up this Monday night, October 16. And so I hope to see you at both of those uh, locations. Glenn, we were talking about, you know, everything happening in Israel. And again, folks, I think what we see in the world around us is a clear indication that we live in a world that wants to destroy us. There's been some debate, you know, the administration, unbelievably, really, Glenn, if Donald Trump were in the White House, do we think this would be happening? Nope. Honestly. I really don't. And I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to just take, I mean, I, th- I really believe if Donald Trump were in the White House, this would not be happening. Give right credit now. where credit is yeah. due. He de- I think he deserves there. that statement. Yep. The other thing I thought about is the administration, they actually, it's been patently obvious that Hamas does not do anything without the tacit approval or the direct approval of their puppet masters in Iran. And the administration actually came out and said, well, we're not sure that Iran was really involved in this. Are y'all kidding us? Yeah. Are you really? Do you think we're that stupid? In the Iranian parliament, Glenn, when news of this broke, they were jumping up and down, celebrating in the Iranian parliament, talking about death to America, yep. death to Israel. And again, back to the quote that we played from Hamas before the break, there, there should be no doubt in anybody's minds that these people want to destroy us. And if they had the means to destroy us, they would. Mm-hmm. They call Israel the little Satan. Well, why do you think they call Israel the little Satan? Because we're the big Satan. Yep. They really hate us at least as much as they hate Israel. I think mm-hmm. they hate us more because we're powerful enough to really prevent them from doing the things that they otherwise would, would do. Right. And and we defend Israel. Well, I'm showing weakness uh, as a country with our leadership. Um we, we couldn't go to war now if we wanted to. Yeah. Everybody, we're leading our Congress. So Yeah. And so it really is a time, folks, where the government must secure the border, and we've got to do something to, to vet the people that have made their way into this country illegally. And if your government is not willing to do that, that is the baseline, then shut the whole thing down yeah. because nothing else matters. Nothing else matters if the government is not willing to do that. You know, all this this week, Glenn, I wanted to share, been wanting to share this bit of parting wisdom. We'll try to share it with you here today. This is from Tucker, Tucker Carlson. It's a parting wisdom clip. This week has reminded me, I've done a lot of thinking this week about what's really important in this world. And I thought this great clip from Tucker that I've been wanting to share for a while is a great summation, a reminder of some of the things that are truly important. Tucker Carlson. When everyone wakes up tomorrow, whether they're staying here or they're able to go home, what should be top of mind for them to do in their local community? Oh, well, the very first thing you should do every single day is tell all the people you love that you love them for two reasons, because you do, and affirming things out loud makes them real. Words are the most important and most powerful thing that we have. And of course, I have an interest in saying that. If I sold Chrysler's, I'd be like, cars are the most important thing. But, but words <laughs> are, 
in the beginning was the word and so articulate it and that is also simultaneously an acknowledgement of a truth that we don't face which is we don't know what's going to happen today and we could die that's the one thing that unites every person is the certainty of death and reminding yourself of that every single day will bring you paradoxically joy i love you that's the most important thing what a wonderful response wow some great parting wisdom from Tucker Carlson here on Saturday Morning Coffee, folks. Let me leave you with this bit of parting wisdom from the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your paths. Folks, that's Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. And uh, if you want to stand with Israel, there's a great rally happening Sunday, 12 noon on 501 at the corner of Carolina Forest Boulevard. So join us. Uh, to stand with our brothers and sisters in Israel. Y'all have a great week. Be blessed. We'll see you next week for more Saturday morning coffee. up with Saturday Morning Coffee, the Reese Boyd Radio Hour on Talk 94.5.